Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you all live on this. Brian's always singing, right? He's talking about Manic Monday. <laughs> just another Manic Monday. I'm just chilling while you guys log in. Of course, you know I'm going to promote these two books. From Fear to Love and The Great Behavior Breakdown, both written by Brian Post. Both excellent books when it comes to understanding the impact of trauma. And um, it applies to all kids who have had an impact of trauma, early life and pre-birth trauma. It just so happens that um, many people who are involved in the world of adoption and foster care find these books to be extremely helpful. So um, tonight, I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, as many of you know, November is a very special month in, in the world of adoption. Um, adoption Month, Adoption Awareness Month. Adoption Month, Adoption Awareness Month. So, even in the world of adoption, there are there's a controversy. There's controversy. So let's just talk about it. Um, there's uh, people who talk about Adoption Month, and it is their intent to bring to the focus the need for children to have permanency, the need for children to have families. Um, so let's just talk about that for a minute. Uh, I just did a quick Google search, and... 10,000 children per day, 10,000 children per day across the globe become orphans. 140 million children are in orphanages. Uh, the statistics say over 400,000 children currently in the foster care system in the United States of America. So, adoption awareness. There's a need to bring this to the attention of the public for people to become more and more aware of the need for permanency. And ironically, you know, since tomorrow is election day and people are voting their hearts, um, that's something important to think about. Um, being pro-life, in my opinion, Christy Saul, this is not the opinion of the Post Institute, this is not Brian Post's opinion, I'm just speaking for myself. Being a, a pro-life supporter is more than just being pro-birth. Um, to be pro-life in my heart of hearts also means being a supporter of healthy pregnancies because the womb is a sacred place. It is uh, an important place for child development. Pregnancy is a sacred time. The more we can support pregnant mothers and young couples, the more likelihood we will have of a healthy future. So pro-life doesn't just mean pro-giving birth. It also, pro-life in my mind, also means pro-supporting children uh, so that they have food, clothing, and shelter, so that they have, somebody's giving me all the hearts, and now you guys are just going to make me cry. <laughs> wow, that has a really big impact seeing that. Thank you. Um, it means supporting children. So if there are children in foster care, if we have a, almost almost half a million children in our country who are in foster care and we're voting pro-life, then we need to get involved. 
we need to get involved either as foster parents, we need to get involved as adoptive parents so that our children have permanency because in the foster system, when they go from home to home to home to home, every move is a repeat of a deep wound and it just reinforces the early life wounds of abandonment. And can you imagine, I mean, can you imagine if that was your life, if you had to you know, go from home to home to home and somehow try to fit, fit into this new family culture every turn that you made. And can you imagine the level of abandonment and rejection that you might feel if you weren't able to meet whatever the standards in that environment were? So that's pretty serious, isn't it? Um, so we have the faction that talks about ab adoption and promotes adoption and wants people to know that there are so many children who need homes, who need families, who need permanency. Then in the world of adoption, we also have another faction of people. And I think, and if I'm wrong, you feel free to correct me because, you know, I'm kind of old and things have changed and sometimes I mess up. So in the world, there's also a group of people who promote Adoption Awareness Month. And part of what that movement is about is bringing to light the reality that adoption isn't all sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops for the children who are being adopted, that all adoption situations are not ideal, that all people who choose to have their children adopted, that there's, you know, in some places and in some areas, there is um, coercion that takes place, that somebody is sort of convinced that they need to give their child up for adoption because maybe they don't have enough money and they don't think they're going to be able to send their child to college. And, you know, that's a long ways from birth to college to be worrying about whether or not I'm going to be able to send my child to college. But, um, so there's an undercurrent of that. And there's also an undercurrent of the reality that, um, not all adoptions, uh, go smoothly, that there is such a thing as, this is, like the, this is so hard to talk about because it is very real and it's very painful. The aspect of adoption where adoptions, an, a failed adoption, that's the term, um, one of my foster daughters was returned to her adoptive parents. Gail just pointed out, yeah, sometimes children who have been adopted then go into the foster care system. Yes, that happens. Um, sometimes there are quote-unquote failed adoptions and children get rehomed. Um, sometimes people don't adopt with the purest of intention. Sometimes people adopt for the intent of sex trafficking those children. Sometimes people adopt and the child goes into a home that's abusive or neglectful, or sometimes sexual abuse happens. Sometimes sexual abuse happens and it's justified because this person's not biologically related to me. Therefore, it is okay for me to have sex with them. So there are, there's a lot in there. That's just, I'm just unpackaging. I just feel like the Post Institute is a place where we support family and we are pro-healthy family, and we are pro-loving children, and helping people understand that trauma has a dramatic impact on the mind-body system. And therefore, because of trauma and because of the change it makes on the mind-body system, it therefore affects behavior. 
and affects uh, their ability to learn. It can affect so many different aspects of a child's life. So, um, yeah, it's all pretty serious, isn't it? It's a pretty big deal. So, again, if we want to just go back a little bit and just talk about the importance of that early life experience. It's so important, um, whether through adoption, fostering, whether you're a parent, whether you're a parent of a child that you gave birth to, it's all very important. So, happy Adoption Month. Happy Adoption Awareness Month. We'll be talking about adoption a lot this month. Uh, that's what we, you know, we talk about pre-birth and early life trauma and the impact of that and the, the reality that we all have early life blueprints and how that then manifests into our own behavior, our own lens of understanding the world and that the more we can bring these things up to our awareness, the more we can learn to breathe, to calm our emotions so that we can be more calm, be more regulated, be more loving, be less fearful, then that's going to be helpful for everyone. And so um, it's kind of funny to think about this, but um, about, actually it was four years ago because it was when we were getting ready for election. I think that it might have been five years ago the first time I did it. So this was before we had the post-daily dose. I just felt so passionate about adoption and adoption awareness that on my personal Facebook page, I, uh, my friends, my friends and family from forever and from work and from everything, just they were so awesome because I came on every day. Every day for a month, I did a video talking about adoption and adoption awareness. So um, maybe you want to pick that up. Maybe you want to do that on your own personal page. You know, feel free, pick up the camera, talk to people about what, uh, how important it is to your heart. But there's something I want to talk to you guys about specifically in regards to all of that. And this has been brought to my attention. Actually, it was brought to my attention once on our Facebook page. And it was humbling, but important for me to hear that when we are sharing about the experience of adoption, we as parents have our stories and our children have their stories. And it is very important, especially when we are speaking in public venues, which includes Facebook, that we be mindful about how much we share about our children, that we be mindful and respectful about how much we share about their history, because that's public to a whole lot of people. And self-promoting, at the risk of saying something that could be viewed as hurtful by your child is something that you really want to hold close to your heart. My own daughter pointed out to me that it was really important that when I need to talk about things having to do with our life, that I have show great discretion in how much I talk about her. Okay, she's a teenager now. She deserves that privacy. Our little kids do. They deserve that privacy. And it's one thing when you're speaking to friends in the living room at your home. 
it's a different thing when you're on a public platform like Facebook. So as I say that, um, I just want you guys to have in your heart of hearts the greatest respect, not just for your child now, but for your future child, because that same person in their teens is going to go back and they're going to read those blog posts and they may read those Facebook posts. And you need to have a very thoughtful heart when it comes to sharing at that level. Denise, thank you. We appreciate you too. And Gail, we thank you um, as well. We appreciate all that you guys do day in and day out in the lives of your children. We appreciate all that you do in creating healing. We appreciate all your efforts um, as parents in terms of um, just creating a loving place. Just, you know, our effort to create a loving place for our kids to bloom from so that they can become whatever it is that God has in mind for them to be. So it's not up to us to choose their their purpose, right? That's, that's going to come. Um, so I think that's it for tonight. Um, but we'll be talking about this um, and other things because, you know, uh, November is November and that's awesome. Um, but for us every day, every day is a day that we talk about trauma. Every day is a day that we work on healing. Every day is a day that we work on being mindful. Every day is a day that we just try to do better and better and stepping in love. So much love to you guys. As Brian reminds us in any given moment, we have two choices. We can act out of our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three to 10 to 20, however many deep breaths it takes until you feel that calm, the calm bathe in your brain and you can choose love. When you lay your head down tonight, put away all those worries, all those fears, just set them aside because you can pick them up anytime you want to. When you lay your head down on your pillow tonight, take one thing, one positive moment from the day, whatever that may be, and you blow that up. Look at every detail. Notice all the details. Just like you would pick apart something you were worried about. Only the opposite. Pick apart something that brought you joy. Or something that felt like resolution. Or something that felt like growth. Focus on that. And let that be what you build on tomorrow. Much love to you guys. Thank you so much for being supporters. We really appreciate you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow.